Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast, it's me again. Before we get into things, I want to go ahead and say that I apologize for missing the past few weeks. Things have been hectic, I had finals, and then a couple weekends ago I got a new kitten, and she's been a handful, but she is also my pride and joy at the moment. Um, (laughs) Last weekend I couldn't get an episode out because I actually had to take her to the vet her very first vet visit and she did great she is now healthy she's happy she's spoiled so this is actually my first time recording since getting her and I was a little nervous because I usually record in my room on my bed and whenever I put my laptop down she likes to play with my laptop she'll fuck with the screen she'll lay on my keyboard So I was a little nervous to record the podcast in front of her, but I know if I try to like kick her out the room, she's going to start meowing, but she's currently laying down right now. She's being a good kitten. So I'm very proud of her. She's the cutest ever. I really want to start doing podcast videos so that way y'all can see this because it's just too cute, but honestly, I don't know if my phone has enough storage for all that, so... But I do want to start doing that. I I still need to figure some things out. But we're getting off topic. Anyways. Today we're going to talk about being a people pleaser. And before I get into my own personal experiences about being a people pleaser. Because let's be honest. I've been struggling with it my whole life. Still struggle with it today. Nothing new. But before I get into all that. I first want to give a definition of a people pleaser. And then I also want to share some signs of being a people pleaser and also how it makes people feel if you do struggle with being a people pleaser. I also feel like I'm going to say people too many times in this episode and I'm going to get tongue tied. So we're just going to see how it goes. Anyways, it's important to know that when I say people pleaser, and I say I'm going to give a definition of it, there isn't actually a medical diagnosis for it. Like, you're not going to go into a psychiatrist or a therapist's office and they're not going to be like, oh, you're a certified people pleaser. Like, that's not a thing. It's <laughs> There's no medical definition for it. It's more of like an informal label that people give themselves when they know that they're a people pleaser. So a lot of the times... They can be generally described as a person who consistently strives to please others, but in the process, they often sacrifice their own wants and needs. I feel like a lot of the times, different traits like kindness, generosity, altruism get confused with being a people pleaser. People can have those traits and can still find a balance and know when to intentionally make the choice to help others, put others first. They have that healthy balance. But when it comes to being a people pleaser, it's hard to say no. And we often find ourselves putting ourselves on the back burner. Our wants, our needs, our desires, they're in the back of our mind because we're solely focused on pleasing others and making sure that everyone else is happy before us. 
Now, before I get into my own personal experiences, let's jump into some signs of people pleasing. First is you find it hard to say no to requests. You regularly take on extra work, even if you don't have the time to do it. You often overcommit to plans, responsibilities, or projects. Avoid advocating for your own needs, such as saying you're fine, even when you know you're not fine. You avoid disagreeing with people or voicing your honest opinion. Or you go along with things even if you're not happy about it because you want to avoid creating friction. A lot of the times I struggle with pretty much everything on that list. I feel like that's one reason why I came to the realization that I was a people pleaser and I still am to a certain extent. But some of the ones that I really struggle with is one saying no. I'm the type of person that will say no in a very roundabout way because I always worry about what other people will think. And of course that ties into it and I shouldn't really worry about what others think to an extent, you know, I feel like I worry about it too much. So whenever I say no to things, I always try to, you know, let someone down easy. So for instance, if my friends ask me to hang out, but I know for a fact that I have had a really long day at work and I really don't feel like hanging out, but I love my friends. And I want them to stay my friends. My anxiety tells me if you tell them no, they're not going to want to be your friend anymore and they're going to think you're a bitch. And you don't want that, do you? So, of course, I (laughs) put myself in an uncomfortable situation and I will either go hang out with them or go out with them anyways, even if I'm super tired, or I will tell them no in the longest way possible. Like I could keep it short and sweet and be like, Hey, sorry, I'm really tired. Or I'm, I'm at full capacity right now. Had a long day. I'm sorry. Let's rain check. Could literally keep it short and sweet. But instead I'm like, Hey, let me explain my entire day to you and give you every single reason as to why I can't hang out. Even though I really do. I do want to hang out, but let me give you every reason why I can't. And then let me tell you that you should still be my friend. And I hope this doesn't ruin our friendship. Like, I do way too much. And I don't know why I feel like (laughs) if I tell people no, it's going to forever crumble my relationships with people. I feel like it's because a lot of the times I might have only one time one one time where I can say no and then I have to say yes to every time after that and it's it makes me anxious it makes me anxious and I don't know why my brain works that way but I'm like okay I said no last time they asked me to hang out if I say no again then they're gonna think that I don't want to be their friend and then they're it just it just spirals so I oftentimes have a hard time just saying no. And I will be sure to put everyone else's needs and feelings before mine. And a lot of the times that's fucking draining. 
it's so draining. Another one that I struggle with that was on the list is avoiding, you know, disagreements and voicing my honest opinions and thoughts. Look, I am not a very confrontational person. I don't like confrontation whatsoever because, again, this kind of ties into worrying about how other people will feel about me or what they'll think about me. So a lot of the times I just prefer not to rock the boat. Even if it's something that I know I should be rocking the boat for. (laughs) That sounded stupid, but you know what I mean. It's like, I don't like disagreements and I'm not confrontational. Even if it puts me in a terrible position and I know that I deserve better, I just choose not to say anything. I feel like I've gotten a little better about that. Um, I feel like lately I've been doing a little better when it comes to voicing my opinions or, you know, telling people how I really feel. But when it comes to disagreements, that's kind of where I struggle. Because once again, I feel like, oh my God, if I, do, I if I get in a disagreement with someone that I love or someone that I care about, they're not going to love me anymore or they're not going to want to be around me anymore. And that's simply not the case. You can disagree with someone or get in a, you know, a heated discussion with someone and still come out being friends. I don't understand why my brain always goes to the worst possible scenario. And it's like, oh, well, you don't really like what your friend did, but if you tell them that you're really not liking what they did back there, then they're going to think you're a cunt and (laughs) they're not going to like you anymore. And I really don't know why my brain does that, but oftentimes that's what makes me, you know, hide away in my shell and never say what I'm really thinking or how I'm really feeling because I don't want to make other people uncomfortable, even if they make me uncomfortable. Why would I want to make them uncomfortable? You see what I mean? It's like there's no balance. So a lot of the times I feel almost like a doormat because it's like, okay, I can let people treat me however the fuck they want, but I don't say anything. I don't stand up for myself because I don't want to cause problems, even if they are the cause of the problem. You know what I mean? It's a spiral. It's a constant cycle and it's really draining. Which leads into a person with these tendencies, how they may be feeling. And there's, this list is, it's not long, but (laughs) there's definitely a few. To start, there's a pressure to be friendly, nice, or cheerful all the time. You're anxious about creating unease or standing up for yourself. There's a lot of stress due to the commitments that you've taken on. You get frustrated that you never have time for yourself. You don't have your wants or needs met. And a lot of the times it feels like your wants and needs don't matter in comparison to others. People take advantage of you. 
is the last one. That one, like I said, a lot of the times you just, you feel like you're a doormat for people because you're, again, always putting yourself on the back burner, letting people treat you however they want and you, you just got to take it because you don't, you don't want to make them upset or uncomfortable. You would rather be put in an uncomfortable situation than do that to someone else. And that's such an unhealthy habit to have. I understand wanting to do what's best for others, looking out for others. That's different. But you have to have a balance. You have to look out for yourself. You can't just constantly be worrying about other people, what they're doing, what they're thinking. You have to look out for your wants, your needs, your desires, because at the end of the day, and I will say this forever and ever, you are the only person that knows yourself the best. And at the end of the day, you are all you got. Because at any moment, everything, everything could be gone. And you are all that you have left. So I'm not saying don't care for others or like, you know, don't put others first sometimes. But you have to find that healthy balance. Because being a people pleaser can definitely turn into an unhealthy and anxious cycle. And a lot of the times being a people pleaser seeps into other aspects of life and may cause other problems. For instance, I feel like one big thing that I struggle with is I have an anxious attachment style when it comes to relationships. Um, A lot of that is due to, you know, past traumas, but also it's due to me being a people pleaser because it's like, oh, well what I said back there when I expressed my feelings it made them upset and that's why they haven't texted me in three hours and they're thinking about breaking up with me they don't want to be with me they don't like me anymore and it creates this anxiety and that's one reason why I feel like I might be single but I But no, seriously, on top of that, it's just like, it seeps into every aspect of life. So there's got to be a healthy balance. Now, when it comes to me and my own personal experience of being a people pleaser, I feel like it started kind of young, um, but I would say it became a lot more noticeable in high school maybe like eighth grade to the rest of high school. Because again, I'm not a very confrontational person. I don't like confrontation. So if someone said something to me that made me uncomfortable or that I didn't like, a lot of the times I just wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't confront them because I didn't want to make anyone mad. I didn't want anyone to not like me. And it's like, girl, looking back, it's really frustrating because it's like there were so many things that I let slide 
and to this day I still sometimes let things slide that I really shouldn't let slide you know I feel like in high school a lot of the times this people pleasing came from me trying to please my parents let me preface this by saying I love my parents to death they're awesome but a lot of the times I felt this pressure to make sure that my parents were proud of me and that my parents were always happy with who I was and what I was doing and I feel like a lot of the times I just I was so worried about losing their love that I would like stress about making sure that they were happy with me and who I was as a person. So I kind of molded myself into who they wanted me to be rather than trying to figure out who I was as an individual. So I found myself just becoming who they wanted me to become. I feel like a lot of this is because, you know, I do have an older brother and a lot of the times in high school, I was compared to him constantly, whether it was from teachers that have had him before me or coaches or again, my parents, I was always being compared to him. So dealing with that comparison constantly all the time it made me want to catch up with him and be like him and make sure that everyone liked me as much as they liked him. So that also came with becoming a people pleaser, just like making sure that whatever side I showed to other people, that that was my best side and that's the side that they wanted to see. You know what I mean? So, I feel like that's when it really started to get bad was in high school. Because there was, there was a lot of comparison going on. And, of course, in high school, things change. You, you're still developing and you're trying to figure out who you are. But you also have a lot of people in your ear influencing you. Like, it, high school was a time. So... <laughs> I feel like in high school, it was just, that's when it was the worst that I've had when it comes to my little people-pleasing syndrome, I guess you could call it. Uh, (laughs) But I feel like I've gotten a little better once I got out of high school, went into college, moved away from home for the very first time. I was able to find myself a little bit more because, you know, I was away from my parents I didn't really have to worry about the comparison. I could figure out who I was. I could, you know, really connect with myself, meet new people. I was in a different city. And I feel like I was doing a little better. At the same time, though, it was still a little bad just because I was still in volleyball. And volleyball, my people-pleasing was 
bad in volleyball because when you have a coach constantly down your throat, it's like, okay, well, I want to make sure my coach is pleased. Like I, I, you know, so a lot of the times I just, again, I'd put myself in uncomfortable situations for whether it was a coach or a teammate and you could call it sacrifice, (laughs) but at the same time, like there's certain situations where it's like, Hey, this isn't, this doesn't feel right for me. So I'm going to remove myself. But it's kind of hard when you play sports because it's like, that's your coach. You have a team. You can't let your team down. So it's like people pleasing was really bad (laughs) for me when it came to volleyball as well. I feel like I had a small era of kind of going against being a people pleaser and that's when I was depressed (laughs) if we're being honest because after I had a traumatic experience and became really depressed if we're being honest I didn't give a fuck what other people thought I did not care because I was so focused on trying to stay alive and trying to find the will to live that I I didn't care. I was too focused on myself. So I would, I'm not saying that I was a bitch, but I would say how I feel or say how I felt and speak my mind without thinking about the repercussion rep I can't say that word repercussions I didn't really care because I was only looking out for me so for instance if a guy made me uncomfortable I said whatever the hell I wanted to like (laughs) I was mean to him and like of course if there's a creepy but a creepy guy I'm gonna be mean regardless like don't don't talk to me but a lot of the times I just, I did not give a fuck. And it's like, yeah, there's a possibility that that man could have killed me. But like, hey, you know, you're making me uncomfortable in that moment. I'm not going to try to reject you nicely. It's like, you're making me uncomfortable. So I'll make you just as uncomfortable and I'll start barking at you. Like, I, <laughs> I did not care at all. So that time in my life, honestly, I was, I was thriving. I mean, not mentally, but I was thriving when it came to going against being a people pleaser. But I feel like now that I'm healed and, you know, I've moved past everything, I feel like I'm kind of falling back into being a people pleaser. And I don't really like it, if I'm being honest. Um... I put myself in a lot of stressful situations that I really shouldn't put myself in and they could easily be avoided if I just learned to say no and I just told people how it is, how I'm feeling and I'm so confused as to why I can't just do that. Like I can't just tell someone like it is. I can't be straightforward. I think the main root of it is I care too much about what others think. When back in my depressed era, I I didn't care what others thought because I was too focused on me. 
So I feel like now it's it's a lack of, I guess, focusing on myself. And again, I'm back to being more worried about others. And of course, I'm a very caring person. I'm always going to care for others. I'm going to try my best to make sure everyone else is, you know, cared for, attended to. But I've lost that balance. I have found myself being put on the back burner and being pushed to the back of my mind because I'm always so worried about others and their feelings and how they, you know, what they think about me. And it's so exhausting constantly living in a cycle where I'm worried about how I'm perceived. And I'm trying to find that healthy balance again without going back into a depression. Like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to do this in a healthy way. And it's stressful. It's not easy. Especially when you've been a people pleaser for so many years. It's really hard to break the cycle and implement boundaries, which is a big thing when it comes to people pleasing. Boundaries. It it can be hard, but that kind of leads into our next topic, which is going to be what we can do to help avoid being a people pleaser. And there's, there's a lot of different options out there. I mean, for me, I research it at least like once a week because (laughs) I find myself struggling with it. And again, it's, it's a hard cycle to break, but here's just a couple of things in particular that have started helping me kind of get back into focusing on myself and putting my needs first. The first thing is, of course, set your boundaries. A lot of the times this can be difficult for someone who has been a people pleaser because a lot of the times people are used to you not having boundaries. So people are used to kind of taking advantage of you or stepping all over you, even if that's not how they view it. Once you do that inner work and you realize, hey, people kind of take advantage of me because they know I'm always going to say yes. They know they view me as the nice girl or the nice guy. And maybe I should set some boundaries. And it's difficult once you set boundaries because a lot of the times... People aren't expecting that. They're like, whoa, you never used to have boundaries before. You never used to do this. Why are you doing it now? I don't know if I like it. And a lot of the times people just, they don't fuck with it. They don't fuck with you having boundaries. And you know what? That's okay. Because if someone in your life can't respect the boundaries that you have set, then they aren't meant to be in your life. Because if they don't respect those boundaries, that means they don't respect you. Especially if setting boundaries is part of you working on yourself and growing as a person. If they can't see that, 
then adios like (laughs) I don't know how else to put it they just they aren't meant to be there so don't be surprised if your relationships in your life start changing and if some people start dropping like flies that's okay because at least you know that you have enough self-respect to set these boundaries and let people know hey I don't like when you do this. I feel uncomfortable about this. If people drop you because they don't like that, let them go. They aren't worth your time. A person that truly cares about you and loves you and respects you will honor the boundaries that you set for yourself. Another thing that you can do is set a time limit for people. And what I mean by this is kind of similar to your phone. You know, if you set a time limit, you know, oh, I I should limit myself to an hour on social media a day. Or my phone is going to block all my apps at 10 p.m. so I can get ready for bed. Similar to that, you need to give people a time limit. If you know that you get drained and your social battery runs low around 9, 10 p.m. If somebody asks you to hang out, just let them know. And you can do it. You can do it politely. It doesn't have to be rude. I'm not saying you should be rude when you're doing any of these, by the way. Please, (laughs) avoiding being a people pleaser doesn't mean, like, being a bitch, you know? But just be polite about it. Like, hey, I would love to hang out, but just letting you know, I will need to be home by 9 o'clock because I have to go to work in the morning. This kind of ties into setting those boundaries. You know, so you have to plan accordingly and you have to do things in your best interest. So if you want to go out, but you feel like you won't be productive the next day, if you aren't in bed by 1130 then let the people know that you're going out with like, hey, I'll still go out, but just letting y'all know I might have to leave early. That simple. And again, if those people love you and they care about you, they will understand. Like, it'll be fine. Another thing to consider is to notice when you're being manipulated. This kind of ties into letting people, like, take advantage of you and you kind of being a doormat. A lot of the times people will use, I guess you could say, excessive flattery to convince you to do something for them. So, for instance, like, someone could... I'm trying to think of an example... Hmm. Okay, for instance, say you're doing a group project at school and there's a certain part of the project that is assigned to each person. So say one person is in charge of writing an essay, one person is in charge of, I don't know, making a, a Instagram feed for the project whatever, whatever the fuck. Okay. Just use your imagination. 
say when it comes to the essay, you know, you have already said, oh, I'm going to do like the, the social media posting for this project. But say someone else is like, oh, well, you know, I would love to do the essay, but you're just so much better at writing than I am. And I think you'll do a way better job. So can you just, um, can you do that for me? Sounds unrealistic, but (laughs) a lot of the times shit like that happens, whether it's in the workplace or at school, whatever the case may be, you have to realize when you're being manipulated and when people are disguising this manipulation as compliments so that way they can pass off something that they wanted they don't want to do to you and then you're left with all this extra shit that you know you probably can't handle and if you can't handle it you're going to be stressed the whole time so again being able to set that boundary and let them know like hey I'm really sorry but I'm already working on this I don't have time to do that, you know, maybe try to figure something else out because I I can't do that. I have too much on my plate. It could really be that simple. And if that creates, you know, uneasiness between the two of y'all, who cares? Because (laughs) I feel like that's going to be my new mantra, just who cares? Because at the end of the day... Again, you have to put yourself first and think about, okay, what is, what is best for me? If I know that I'm going to become stressed out by taking on that extra work, maybe I shouldn't do it. And it could be that simple. Another thing, this is a big one, is to say no with conviction. Me, personally, I feel like I'm known for the phrases, maybe, or I don't know, (laughs) when it comes to invitations. Even if I know that I'm not interested in going somewhere or doing something, I'm a maybe bitch. Because again, I'm worried that I'm going to absolutely obliterate any type of friendship or relationship that I have in my life if I say no but rather than like beating around the bush and be like oh well maybe like "Mm." when I know I really don't want to go there's ways that you can decline politely without coming off as rude or harsh like it doesn't have to straight up be like no no I don't want to go no fuck you like (laughs) I don't know why I feel like I have to, like, when I say no, it's going to be mean. But 99.9% of the time, it's, (laughs) it doesn't have to be that way. A lot of the things that you could say is, sorry, I won't be able to make it. Um, you know, I'm honored, but try, give it to someone else that can dedicate the time, like, There's literally so many ways that you can put it without just straight up saying no. You can even say like, I'm sorry, I, I have plans that day. Even if you only have like one thing to do that day, you could still say, sorry, you know, I got plans. 
It's that simple. And again, like I said a million times before, if the person loves you and they care about you, they're they're going to understand. It's not going to be like, oh, well, you're a bitch because you won't come to my birthday party or, you know, come to brunch. Like it's <laughs> most of the time they'll understand depending on the circumstances. I mean, of course, if you're like, no, let, let me not get too deep into it. Regardless, just set your boundaries. Like, <laughs> Regardless of what I'm trying to say, just set your boundaries. Another thing that you can do is sit with the discomfort. This one is really difficult, especially for me, because I hate being in uncomfortable situations. Like I said, I don't like confrontation. So I oftentimes am scared of certain feelings like rejection, judgment, abandonment, just discomfort in general. So it's hard for me to sit with that discomfort because I feel like as soon as I make someone uncomfortable or there's like a like attention I feel like I have to I have to make things right right away which in the end result means that I have to make sure the other person is pleased even if they're wrong because I just don't like I don't like discomfort I don't like problems so rather than sitting with that discomfort I'm like okay fine let me just let me just do it their way or let me you know be pleased or let, let me please the other person so that way I'm pleased so a lot of the times the best thing that you can do is just learn to sit with those feelings and realize that they don't have as much power as you may think they do because a lot of the times discomfort obviously it's not fun but life goes on and we may not see that right away in the moment when we're in that uncomfortable situation but life does go on so if you can learn to sit with that discomfort and not let it affect your next move your life is going to be so much easier because again you're not so worried about the discomfort of what others may think of you or what is going on in their head instead you're worried about like okay, I made the right decision by setting this boundary or saying what needed to be said and I'm going to sit with it. Even if the other person is being rude, you kind of just have to like take it in. Last thing that I'm going to talk about is giving out certain excuses. Um... What I mean by this is the more details you give people about your excuses for not being able to do something, the more people can talk you out of those decisions. And I find myself in these situations a lot because, again, being a people pleaser, I feel like I have to over explain myself to people all the time. So I give them 
all of these reasons as to why I can't do something or go somewhere and go out when in reality I just have you know a terrible time with setting boundaries and I just like I feel bad for just saying no so I'm just like let me give you every excuse as to why I can't go and if the other person doesn't respect your boundaries then they're going to be able to talk you out of your excuse and still get you to do what they want so the best way to handle this is to keep your nose as short and sweet and general as possible. Don't over-explain yourself, okay? Avoid making excuses that indicate that you're unsure about the decision that you've made. You want to make sure that you come off as positive. You trust yourself. You're set in stone. I'm sorry. This is the decision I need to make. You know, I can't go out tonight. Leave it at that. And again, (laughs) I'll say it a million times. Most people will respect that and they'll respect you for setting that boundary. And it's pretty much all I have today. I feel like today... (laughs) I feel like this episode was a little weird. Um, The way I wrote my my outline for this episode, I I don't know. I feel like it wasn't super like free flowing. Um, I felt like it was a lot more structured, and I mean that's good because I do tend to ramble. If you've ever listened to any of my other episodes, you know that I ramble. But at the same time, it's like I don't. I feel like some parts weren't super natural. I don't, I don't know. I'm stressing too much about this. I think it's just because I haven't recorded in a couple weeks. I kind of just need to get back in my zone. I don't know. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, I apologize for missing the past few weeks, but thank you everyone who still supports the podcast, who still listens. I truly appreciate it. Y'all don't know how much it means to me to see my numbers go up every time. I upload an episode. It's awesome. It's the best feeling ever. And I can't wait to continue to put out content for y'all. I have a couple of things in the works. So y'all just bear with me. But again, I appreciate all the love and support. Please be sure to rate the podcast five stars wherever you listen to the podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Also, I'm thinking about possibly making the podcast Spotify exclusive. Um, I think I'm only going to do that if I do decide to make video episodes. I'm still thinking about it, but I know a lot of my listeners are also on Apple Podcasts, so I don't want to exclude y'all. I don't want y'all to have to download Spotify. I'll I'll think about it, but (laughs) anyways... Thank you so much, everyone, for the love and support. I love y'all so much, and I will catch y'all next time on So Basically.